This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, March 19th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Deal on U.S.-Brazil disputes expected. A little bit more time needed on China. And food giants want climate action. Brazil ag concessions are expected today. The U.S. and Brazil are expected to announce an agreement on some critical agriculture trade disputes today as President Trump and Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro meet in Washington. White House official told reporters yesterday that Brazil has indeed agreed to some of these ag issues and we look forward to expanding our relationship on these. The official said any agreements would be announced in a joint statement. U.S. demanded that Brazil set up a quota to buy U.S. wheat was the topic of discussions yesterday that between U.S. and Brazilian trade negotiators, according to sources speaking with AgriPulse. U.S. is also angry over the 20% tariff on American ethanol. U.S. has been after Brazil for years to live up to a 20-year-old promise to set an annual 750,000 metric ton tariff rate quota for U.S. wheat. No China deal before April. USDA's Trade Undersecretary Ted McKinney says negotiations with China continue to make progress, even though the goal of announcing a deal next week has slipped. He described the talks as slow but not contentious. McKinney yesterday said we need a little more time. We're going to have to go a little past March 30. He spoke yesterday at the third annual AgriPulse Ag and Food Policy Summit. Meanwhile, Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue said in an audio posting, China has agreed to make some large ag commodity purchases once a deal is reached. Perdue said China has laid on the table some very attractive numbers regarding ag purchases, but we're still in the negotiation phase, and I don't want to raise expectations if we're not able to come to an agreement. Summit Nuggets, Eggs, GMOs, Climate, and Labor. A coalition of four multinational food giants, Danone, Mars, Nestle, and Unilever, will be stepping up pressure on Congress for U.S. action to address climate change. And the group also will try to influence the development of the 2020 dietary guidelines for Americans. Brad Feigl, Vice President of Public Affairs at Mars, said yesterday at the AgriPulse Summit, we've got to get some action on climate change. You'll see us ramping up significantly. He said the coalition would also be filing comments soon on the dietary guidelines. The summit's focus was on the future of agriculture over the next 20 years, and it's going to be a period of continued turmoil for the egg industry. What is conventional, caged egg production, will now no longer be in business. We will have another conventional, said Chad Gregory, president and CEO of the United Egg Producers. Producers are being forced to convert to cage-free so the food service and retail industry can meet commitments that they've already made. By the way, labor shortages are a challenge for farmers all across the country, across commodities, across generations. John Shepard, a 34-year-old grain grower in southern Virginia, said one of the biggest challenges he's faced as a young farmer is finding reliable workers. The key is to find good labor and good help. Good luck. She said it. We ask so much of our farmers, are we going to keep asking them to do more and more, and it's not going to be valued? That Tina May with Land O'Lakes sustained, addressing the question of whether farmers will eventually get compensated for meeting sustainability requirements. Farmers joined Purdue at the New York Stock Exchange. 
Secretary Purdue is ringing the opening bell at the New York Stock Exchange this morning. He'll be joined by farmers, ranchers, and industry leaders he has met while traveling the country since he took office in 2017. Democrats seek probe of acting Interior Secretary. Two key members are asking the Interior Department's Inspector General to examine ethics policies at the department in light of a New York Times article questioning Acting Secretary David Bernhardt's actions concerning a former client. Four months after taking over as Interior's Deputy Secretary in 2017, Bernhardt worked to begin providing more water for California farmers and less for the Delta smelt, listed as threatened under the Endangered Species Act. According to the article cited by Senator Tom Udall of New Mexico and Representative Betty McCollum of Minnesota, Bernhardt received verbal but not written approval from the Interior Ethics Office to take action which benefited a former client, the Westlands Water District. Reliance on verbal authorization with no supporting documentation is not likely to ensure that adequate steps have been taken to eliminate any conflicts of interest with work done for former clients or employers, particularly when it involves a controversial issue that was the subject of prior litigation and lobbying by the acting secretary. That according to Udall and McCollum. McCollum chairs the House Interior Environment Appropriations Subcommittee. Udall is the ranking member on the counterpart Senate subcommittee. China's pork output drops on African swine fever. Outbreaks of African swine fever in China are taking a significant toll on pork production in the country. That according to the Department of Agriculture's Foreign Agriculture Service. China's swine herd is expected to drop to just 374 million head by the end of this year, a whopping 13% drop from 2018, according to the Foreign Agriculture Service. That means pork production will be down and imports will be up. But current Chinese tariffs, a result of the ongoing U.S.-China trade war, will mean that U.S. exporters won't benefit much from the increased demand. China's pork imports are now forecast to rise this year by 33%, up 2 million metric tons. In a country where half of the world's pigs reside and half of the world's pork is consumed, African swine fever has brought significant changes and will continue to affect swine and pork production for the foreseeable future, according to the FAS. Canada is again the number one market for U.S. ag. Well, the data is in and no drumroll needed. Canada is, again, the largest ag market for U.S. exports, that according to the Foreign Agriculture Service. While Canada does buy bulk grain, consumer-oriented agriculture exports, such as fresh and processed fruits and vegetables, meat, prepared foods, snack foods, and soft drinks, make up most of the U.S. exports, $16.1 billion out of the $20.7 billion total last year. Well, here's today's He Said It. I'm really sorry I can't be with you today. The theme of this year's summit is shaping farm and food policy strategies for 2040. Let's see. In 2040, I'll have just celebrated my 103rd birthday. I'm sorry to say this, but I probably won't be with you then either. That none other than Senate Agriculture Chairman Pat Roberts of Kansas in a video greeting to the AgriPulse Ag and Food Policy Summit yesterday. Well, that is Daybreak for this Tuesday, March 19th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Downey.